record. And I, I had this this clip from my podcast, Punt and Pass, that's on my Instagram right now, at Drew Butler, and I'm, I'm going down all of the streaks that Georgia is currently on. These are streaks that have never been done is before. 44-1, last 45. Well, now it's 45-1 and one in the last 46. But all of a sudden, yesterday, this clip starts picking up views. It's yeah. now over like 20,000 views. And yeah. guess who's grabbed a hold of it? All of the Alabama fans. Kirby, nothing without saving. Saving's done this. This is nothing new. He yeah, learned no, everything. I'm like, hold on a second. What I literally say in the clip is that Nick Saban himself has never even right, done so I, this. I did a tweet last week saying Kirby Smart's entering un, unbridled territory of success. And they're like, yeah, six versus two. I was like, okay, how old is Nick Saban? He's 72. That's right. How old is Kirby? Um, 45, 46. I don't, uh, definitely under 50, right? Yes. So, like, okay, um, no, Saban has never had a run like this, 45 and 1. Uh, no, he's never won this many consecutive games. It's an SEC record. And Kirby Smart probably ain't leaving Georgia anytime in the next 20 years. So, all I said was he's entering unprecedented uh, category. So, let's go over that again. 29 straight victories, an all time SEC record. Nick Saban's never done that. Three straight 12 and 0 regular seasons. Nick Saban's never done that. Three straight 8 and 0 SEC regular seasons. It's just, Nick Saban's never done that. So let me just say one more thing, real quick, because I'm teetering on the edge of just saying that Georgia might blow out Alabama this weekend. And people will go, well, you're a Georgia homer. Okay. If I've been a Georgia homer, then I've been right. 45 out of the last 46 games. So I'll take that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that the mindset of this Georgia team might be heading into this game this weekend. Let's really show them who's the best team in college football. Because you're already starting to hear the narrative of the national media saying Alabama's going to beat Georgia. Georgia's never beaten how, Alabama how, in the SEC you? championship game or inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You keep hearing that oh, narrative. Whatever. Inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That means nothing. So the go biggest, watch my the, clip and tell me that that's never happened Would before. Alabama would rather have won a few years ago at Mercedes-Benz Stadium or in Indianapolis? Because the game that mattered that year was the one in Indy, and you won it. So all you had to do was get the monkey off your back. You did it. You beat him for the national title. So this notion of Mercedes-Benz, okay, wow, that's a scary. Listen, there's no way to look at the body of work of Georgia and Alabama this year and feel good if you're Alabama. Doesn't mean they're not capable of winning. If you don't think it's it's the most ridiculous coaching staff, you know, it's, it's Saban-esque, right? Georgia's coaching staff is ridiculous. If you don't think that they're coming up with a game plan for dealing with the Alabama quarterback, obviously Jalen Milrow, who, who is capable of killing you with his legs. Yes, very capable. But he you, will be a problem. Yeah, of course But let me will. just say one thing. At this radio station, look, Mike Johnson, team captain, All-American. Guess what? I was too. And guess what? Georgia's going to win this football game. <laughs> so, Mike, you're look, bigger than me. Right. You're stronger than me. Yeah. You're taller than me. They'd snap you in two. I'll uh, bite you at your knees like Dan Campbell says. He just doesn't ha- – he is the nicest – He's the nicest guy. I just can't even see no, him. No, you know, you know what? Is no, it hard to I'm crossing over to the dark side. He's me? the enemy this week. Okay. He's the enemy. I know Mike you're Johnson. listening driving. So I didn't home, know Mike. you were you were you were captain, so you'd walk two-time captain. Yeah. Go ahead, you can say it. Yeah. Two-time captain. So when I keep talking about Mike Johnson, captain of a national title team, I should say Drew Butler, captain of Georgia. Yeah, no, of, of an SEC East title team. <laughs> 
That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. They uh, Falcons do what they had to do. Um, it was uh, there was no. I mean, there was nothing else. I love when Arthur Smith said we desperately needed a win. He talked about Wednesday practices was ferocious this week. Everybody knows. Uh, how they went into the bye week uh, with about as much negativity as you could ever have. Losses consecutively to Tennessee, Minnesota, Arizona. And just abysmal quarterback situations as well. Yeah. So you're all ride or die with Desmond Ritter now, even with his two picks. And uh, Arthur Smith said, never thought of taking him out. You got to believe in him, you know, Josh, when you put him out there. And that's what he's done. You know, he's, his history will show you that. Uh, you know, just throughout all the games he played in college. Like, he's pretty damn good in critical situations in the fourth quarter. Uh, he's done that in the NFL. Uh, like I said, we got to keep working. So, uh, we got a lot of belief, and more importantly, those guys got belief. I'm surprised that was even asked. Uh, watching that game, even with the turnovers, never even crossed my yeah, mind. Yeah, they're that done with Taylor Heineke. I tweeted it right after the second pick. I said, Desmond Ritter will have every opportunity to win this game. He needs to at least just come back and just keep slinging yeah. it because New Orleans is is going to – and they didn't do a good job of it. They're going to try to stop the run and say, let Desmond Ritter beat us. He did with that throw to Bajan Robinson, and then at the end of the game, our offensive line just pounded them. Here he is talking about six games left to go win a division. Look, we, this thing's got to play out. I mean – we got six games to go, right? And uh, it'll feel like six lifetimes. I mean, it's just the National Football League. And, uh, you know, the ebbs and flows. I mean, you call about a couple plays in, in the last two games, and we knew coming off from the bye week, you know, everything we talked about, you know, just some of the things logistically we want to do as a staff, we certainly did that. Um, ways we wanted to play, getting some guys in space, I thought it helped us. And then, um, you know, rolling through personnel defensively, keeping guys fresh. I think you saw a little bit of that. So we got plenty of stuff to work on, as always. But overall, good team one. Falcons showed a lot of resiliency. And look, Desmond Ritter turned the ball over twice. That That's just who he is. You go into Sunday knowing that he is going to turn the ball over. In his postgame press conference, he said probably for the 10th time this season, mm-hmm. I turned the ball over, I got to clean it up. And here's how you bounce back from that. You get Jesse Bates to get a pick six. You get Jesse Bates to force a fumble in the red zone so you even out the turnover margin. Jesse Bates saying he watched a ton of film on New Orleans. He knew this play was coming. He talked about the biggest play of the game. Trusting my instincts, man. Just coming off that bye week, I think, um, you know, everybody had to come to come to life and just reset with this bye week. And um, I seen 22 motion. Um, and it's just simply film studying all the extra meetings that we do, all our coaches with the cut-ups. Um, I give all props to them. And it's just me just checking gangster and making a play. Um, you know, it's a play that they ran, that they've shown on film, and uh, I took advantage of it and uh, got my fourth one uh, for a touchdown, too. So, a uh, very special moment for me, for sure. It is awesome to see those moments come to fruition during a football and game. Watch. That is what those guys yeah. do all week long. They study film. Yep. They look at tendencies in certain situations. Jesse Bates, the end zone view of his eyes immediately breaking on that ball. He knew where Derek Carr was going. He knew what play was coming when 22 went in motion. He capitalized on that moment. And he took it all the way back for a gigantic touchdown. So that that's football right you're there. That's high-level football. You're in the worst division in football. Um, Thankfully. You, yeah. You, you, re, you revamped your entire uh, defense. You decided to stick with Desmond Ritter. You laid it all on the line when you passed on uh, Jalen Carter and took Bajan Robinson. 
who clearly was special yesterday. So the expectation is go win a division and host a playoff game and five straight losing seasons do something about it. I don't know what's going to happen if we win the division and the Dallas Cowboys roll in here as a double-digit favorite. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with this with this team, um, you know, having any chance to be competitive against some of the big, big boys. But that doesn't matter. The expectation to the fans was that we are going to be a lot better and we're going to win our division and end our five straight losing seasons. All of that is still out there. Yes, and the NFL is tough. Week in and week out, it is an absolute grind. The Falcons heading up to New York have it, to win be a grind. this me, football game. They're three-point favorites on the road. The total now down to 34 Dude, I'm telling you points. right now. The Falcons are 1-4 away. They're not, they're not going to score up in New York. They're no not. We are not. We are not an explosive offense at all. Um, what we are is what we were in the final uh, eight minutes. Tyler Algiers, Cordero Patterson, okay. Bijan, run blocking up front. Kayla McGarry may have had his best game. Chris Lindstrom played well. Obviously, across the board, we played well up front. But let me tell you something. There is not going to be many points at all. That 34-and-a-half, you go under, and you don't, you hold your nose, and you just go, I'm taking the under. Yeah, if Terrence Moore thought yesterday's game was ugly, he might just not want to tune in on Sunday. So I'll, I will give you a, 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 an intimate moment which I haven't shared with anybody, oh. not even my family. Uh-oh. Is this it safe was, for radio? It was, yeah, no, I think it's important. I put this out there. It was Saturday morning, and I saw an over-under as low as anything I've ever seen in the history of sports. It was a 25, is that right? You guys know this, Day-Day? Friday morning. I'm just going to put it out there because I want you to know how vulnerable I am. Uh, what was the over-under? 25. 25. I said to Drew Butler, it was the Iowa-Nebraska game. This is the game um, that Tiffany had the great interview with um, Kirk Ferentz. With Kirk Ferentz afterwards, right? I said, am I crazy to take the over in this game? Because it looks so friggin' low, right? I responded, yes. You texted me back and said, does that mean take the under? And then I sent to you, <laughs> this game opened at 27.5 and, and it's gotten down to 24.5. And, that is comical, but you would feel like such an idiot to take the over and for the final to be 13 to 10. The what final was, of that was, football game, <laughs> Iowa 13, Nebraska 10. And that was a moment. Drew and I, over we the bonded. holidays, on the hot, was that Friday? Yeah, that was Friday. I, when he said to me, and he knew, he knew me, this time together, he knew me. How dumb are you going to feel? If you take the over in the lowest over-under of all time and it ends 13-10, and by God, that game ended 13-10, do we both think the under in the Jets-Falcons at 34-and-a-half? Uh, yes. I don't know. That is going to be so hard for us to score up there. Let's I go. heard a statistic this morning driving in. NFL totals 37 have gone way to the under. Way to the under. 37. 37 and yeah, under. The lower they are, That's right. the lower they are, the more they're trying to get you to go over. You stay the course and you stay under. When we come back, I had the ultimate Louisiana Thanksgiving. Things I learned. There were guns. There was camo. There were horses. There were wild hogs. And there was boudin. Yes. 
The Shapiros hit Lafayette and Karen Crow. That's coming up in Things I Learned. Steak and Drew, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. The Game. Ten twenty-two Sports Radio ninety-two-nine. The game. We are going to uh, do some things I learned over the weekend. I was in Louisiana for four or five days. I have a lot of things I learned. Never too old to learn. No matter how old you are, remember that, Drew, young man that you are. Um, so we'll get to that coming up. Falcons with a much-needed, great win. Take care of business. Twenty-four uh, fifteen. Love that late drive. Young Way Coot, just a friggin' baller, dude. Yeah. I mean, just. Just He's it, a stud. Yeah, I mean, just making it happen and uh, a big moment for the Falcons to get the dub. And then uh, Georgia and Alabama, we heard from Mike Johnson earlier, as tough a ticket as there is in sports. I mean, crazy, right? Yeah, upper deck corner, 380 to Terrible get seats. Crazy. 380, lower levels going right for now thousands in the secondary of dollars. Um, hey, we have a uh, pregame show. We are very excited. Uh, a special edition of the Steakhouse Noon to 3 at the Reverb Hard Rock, um, right there on Marietta, I guess it is. So uh, the entire crew, are you part of this? Uh, what's your status? Yeah, yeah, I should be there at least for some portion of the radio so, show. I'm waiting to hear back today on some other happenings for CBS the and Championship, correct. But yeah. I'll be there. Drew Butler, Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden, Rusty Manziel. Three hours. Day-Day will be there as well. Three-hour pregame show, Georgia-Alabama. Listen, one radio station dominates the conversation, has the relationship with Kirby Smart, has Drew Butler, has Randy McMichael, has Mike Johnson, has uh, a slew of guys from Dog Nation as well, Uh, the official fan station of the University of Georgia Bulldogs. That's who we are with great insight. Three-hour pregame. Join us at Reverb, a special edition of the Steakhouse. I do want to play this to you. I would argue – that the Michigan-Ohio State game is one of the biggest football games I've ever witnessed in terms of what was at stake and the level of hatred, which you didn't think it could be ratcheted up anymore. Those fan bases, the hatred and what Michigan was able to do and the utter glee that sports provides, the utter joy of Michigan beating Ryan Day and Ohio State a third consecutive time. Without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. Right. With all the other extracurriculars going on outside of the actual game in between the lines. It's just, you know. College game. why you day. go to Michigan for those moments. I Fox mean, I Big Noon kickoff. Barstool was oh, there. Yeah. It was huge. Game day and the whole deal. All right. So who's the kid the receiver had? Roman the- Wilson. So Roman Wilson. This is absolutely adding flames, gasoline to the fire. You get in a press conference. You're asked about how good Ohio State was. This is your third year. Here's what you said about him. I mean, like, I told the receivers this whole week, like, you got guys back there. Like, this is a thing that I thought, too. Like, guys who you want to put on, like, the Louis V, like, the $1,000 outfit. Like, you want to act hard. But when we're out there, like, they're not hard. Like, I see the film. Like, you're not tough. Like, and I don't think I'm the toughest guy in the world, but, mm. you know, I'm out there. I'm getting physical. Like, I don't think they wanted it like how I wanted it. Oh, my God. I mean, there's something to be said for that. Oh, my God. You know, and they look at that That's stuff on film, sick. and they they say, let's go out there and call their bluff, and, and Michigan absolutely did that. You knew if that game was going to get down to a four-quarter physical grind that Michigan was going to pull away, and that's what, exactly what, what did, they did. What did that locker room feel like for Ohio State? 
I mean, just demoralized. I mean, completely utter. It's over. Everything's over. You didn't beat your rival. You're not undefeated. You're not in the Big Ten final, and you have no chance at the national title. Although, let me just give you a quick scenario: Florida State loses. Okay. Texas loses okay. to Oklahoma State. Uh, Georgia beats Alabama. All right. Does Ohio State get the four seed? I think Al. Well, no. You just said Alabama loses. They'll to have Georgia. two losses. Yeah. So. In that case, Florida State's definitely out. They yeah. want them out. Yes. Right? Ohio State losing to Michigan. Florida State losing to Louisville. Florida State's out. Yeah. Texas will have two losses. They're out. Yeah. Oregon or Washington will have a loss. They're out. Washington will have one loss. But Ohio State's one loss will be on the road at Michigan. They have a chance to get in at four, and the Sugar Bowl could be Georgia-Ohio State. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah, I would welcome that because Georgia would dog walk Ohio State <laughs> this year. All right, let's do things. With I- that quarterback, are you kidding me? Yeah, that is a, that was a difference. That ain't C.J. Stroud. That interception just crushed them. That ain't C.J. Stroud tearing no. up Georgia's defense last year. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. It's Monday, and it's time for Things I've Learned. A look back at the weekend on The Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, The Cave. So, the dynamics in our family, I don't, I don't know if you know this, I'm not from Georgia. I know you thought I grew up in Warner Robins, Valdosta area. Yeah, Houston County. Yeah, no, I grew up in Boston. And my from wife from Boston. And my wife uh, grew up in Lafayette, Louisiana, right? Moved here when she was 16 or so. So we've never done a purely Louisiana Thanksgiving with her whole family including her mom who lives in Marietta and her sister-in-law. We all said we're going to get in the we're going to be, you know, like the Griswolds. We're hitting the road. We're headed to Lafayette getting a VRBO in downtown Lafayette, and we're doing Louisiana Thanksgiving. So here's some of the things I learned over the weekend. First, I learned that whatever they tell you about the airport, you, you have no idea. Wednesday was the easiest in my entire life. I don't care if you didn't have TSA, you don't have clear, you have nothing. There wasn't one second wait from when we ended our show at 11 a.m. You could walk right through security. I don't know how to explain it. There was nothing. Maybe they had so many TSA agents. So that's first thing you learn. Then I learned about Thanksgiving. Um, her uncles bought this massive piece of land way out about an hour and 15 minutes from Lafayette, right? A camp. It's the biggest-ass camp I've ever seen. You said 800 acres? Something like that. That is a number. massive piece of land. Yeah, like in the middle of absolutely nowhere. So let me let me just tell you what's going on out there. They're, they're shooting wild hogs. They're shooting deer. They're shooting ducks. They got a crawfish farm. I mean, we we loaded up. There's like 60, 70 cousins there, too. Big old, you know. I saw the pictures. Yeah, you saw them? Yeah. It was like a, a lot a, of people. It was a frenzy. So we get on the ATVs. They got like six different. It's like go to an excursion. And they got these cameras. You know, you probably, folks who hunt out there, know they got these cameras all over the property. Yeah. So they can track these big old um, bucks. bucks. That they're following. They've been following a few of them for weeks. Yeah, and they're feeding them to make sure I'm they know where like, they're going to be. I'm talking to uh, Jason, 11. Yeah, we've been following this. Uh, we've been following this buck. I've been following him on the camera for about three weeks now. I was like, oh, yeah? We're going to get that sucker. We're going <laughs> to kill that sucker one way or another. It's like, God bless. <laughs> then they got uh, these feeders all over the property. Yeah. They got a, they got a video of a, of a wild hog. Feeding out of one of them feeders. That's not okay. He, he, no, dude, my my city ass, if I ran into one of them suckers, black hog 
feeding all the. And those things are mean. Oh too. my god, dude! So oh, we're all over the property, driving around after dinner. They got me in my camos. You see some of the videos. Oh yeah, yeah. With your styrofoam cup and your camo. That was my spit cup. Steaky. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, it was so, it was so much fun being out there. And they listen. A ton of those uh, them folks don't even hunt. They just love being out there in the country. They got the uh, big old fireplaces, but then they've got these cabins that are hooked up with football. So you're all weekend long. You got the best of both worlds. That was awesome. Then on uh, Saturday, we go to Karen Crow out to a farm to watch football. After a full day of Ohio State, Michigan, everybody having a few cocktails, hanging out. It's like time to ride them horses, right? So there's little Bobby, Sophie. Stakey. We all started riding horses. I mean, th- this this was like I felt like I was in Yellowstone. I felt, <laughs> Yellowstone. I felt like the combination of that. Maybe Duck Dynasty. Yeah, maybe that a combination. <laughs> okay. Um, we had so much boudin. We had so we had, first thing when we landed, we went right to get po' boys uh, on Veterans Boulevard in Metairie. I mean, it was a full expense. And I also will give credit. Things I learned. The Tulane Green Wave. Can we give them props, Drew? They're look. They're looking at the second oh, consecutive yeah. New Year's Day six That's right. bowl game. Which, if you know anything about uh, football in in Louisiana, Tulane ain't part of the conversation. Um, if they beat SMU this week, good chance that Tulane Missouri is here, or the Fiesta Bowl is going to be Tulane Texas. Uh, one of those two. And Tulane's a four-point favorite at home in the American Athletic Championship so Conference. So I will brag in my alma mater. You go to Tulane for a million reasons. Football is not even close to one of them. So we're excited about that. And a great week in Louisiana. We also learned that when you have like a um, a ridiculous uh, situation at the airport, we had about a six-hour delay yesterday. Mm. We had some jackass carrying on, giving some gate. Uh, Agent, just yeah. all sorts of hell. What, what are you gaining? Like, what, 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 what possesses you to make an ass of yourself in front of a bunch of people in that manner? You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely do understand what you're saying because nothing to gain in that situation. The gate agent is not responsible for a mechanical failure on an aircraft. People so, lose their minds when they travel. They yeah. just absolutely lose I give their minds. The Delta Gate agents a pl- an A plus plus for dealing. They must have apologized to us twenty times. Like safety first, going to get you back to uh, Atlanta, give you the food vouchers. They couldn't have been more gracious. Okay, guess what Shh, happens? It happened. We got back at eleven o'clock last night. No worse the wear. Thanks for everybody. Other than that jackass, they had four cops have to come get him away, screaming at this poor gate agent. Yeah. You know where you learn? Kindness wins across the board. Also today, Cyber Monday, it's going to be the biggest Cyber Monday in history. Black Friday did almost $10 billion. 80% of every American retailer beat their projected numbers. People are spending like crazy. Good news for the economy. Go spend and have fun. Also be at those brick-and-mortar stores. But all-time blowout on Black Friday. Great to hear that as well. There you go. Those are some of the things I learned when we come back. More on the Falcons. Nothing more uncomfortable in radio 
than I've heard of the Bill Belichick interview this morning. <laughs> God, was that brutal, right? They're getting their revenge up there, that <laughs> oh media God. that have been beaten down and battered by him. <laughs> and uh, we'll play some uh, three strikes as well. Steak and Drew on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Now back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tomorrow's not going to be great for us because we've already scheduled a couple's massage as well oh, as... Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I don't make the fog. I deal with it. And the best I can do is get you guys set up with a suite at the Radisson. Okay? And they're lovely accommodations. It's right next to the airport. Do you, you promise that you can put me up at the Radisson? That's good, honey. Did you hear that? Bad. No, no. That's terrific. Would it be possible to take us out to Sizzler and get us McDonald's as a dessert? You know what Bad. I'm going to do? I'm going to start missing flights more often now that I know that this kind of red carpet service Bad. is available. Because that's Please. terrific. I got a suite at the Radisson. You know what? Airport moments, my friend. Uh, it's uh, the big game of the night, Sports Radio 92.9. The game, Stake Shapiro, Drew Butler. By the way, the 10 o'clock hour is brought to you by Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Be ready for the NFL playoffs and the college playoffs. Go to mancavestore.com. Uh, we got an NFL game tonight. Yeah, Monday Night Football. NFC North action. Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see if that Josh Dobbs story can continue, you know, Justin Fields, he, he's he's playing for his future. It'll be a good game. Oh, wow. What's the number? Now, where's the game? It's in Minnesota, so, and Minnesota's a three-point favorite. Uh, they're saying those two teams' rosters are even then, huh? They're not even giving the, they're not even giving the Vikings better roster. I mean, Justin Jefferson may not be going again, obviously, right? He's not going, Bo? That's not confirmed, but um, I don't, he's not going to play. They have a bye next week, so you can fully expect Justin Jefferson to come back in two weeks. All right, so I, I'm a couple of things. Um, Justin Fields, with the Bears getting the number one pick overall, you know, the names you're hearing the most. Uh, uh, Caleb Williams, uh, Drake May. You know, I don't think the Bears, it just depends on did you, did you see, what else is available out there. But I don't think the Bears move on from Justin Fields. You don't think so? I don't think so. So. Did we you, do have some breaking news in the NFL, though. The Carolina Panthers just fired Frank Reich after 11 games. That's the second shortest tenure in NFL history. Are they, are they supposed to be so much I, better I than no one in 10? It seems like him and the owner were not seeing eye-to-eye well, on a I couple mean, of issues. And then across college football, Texas A&M hires Dukes Mike Elko to replace Jimbo Fisher. How about the Oklahoma's uh, uh, offensive coordinator Jeff Lebby hired at Mississippi State yeah, as boy. well. They were excited about that uh, in Starkville. How about the uproar against Mark Stoops that yeah, had fire? An interesting. I'm Saturday just going to tell you something about Willie Fritz at Tulane. He had the Georgia Tech job. You, you yeah. guys understand it. it yeah. Was, and then basically behind the scenes, they got an uproar going about Tech alum. Why are we hiring a 60 year old dude who coaches Tulane? And they got the right guy in Brent Key. I'm not saying. But it's amazing when stuff hits message boards, and that's what happened yeah. with Tech. The Willie Fritz deal was just about done, and they had, they backed off Jay Bat saying, you know, maybe we need to rethink this in terms of fans and 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 alumni, and they stick with Brent Key, who the alumni and the fans wanted, and it paid off, and it certainly paid off for Tulane another eleven and one season. So in both cases, it worked out absolutely. Houston fires Dana Holgerson. Syracuse fired Dino Babers over the weekend. Indiana fired Tom Allen. And I'll just say this: with a lot of openings around college football right now, expect Kirby Smart to be congratulating some of his assistant coaches in the next week or so. No doubt, because those guys will be 
tapped relatively quickly to be head coaches. Yeah, and look at Buster Faulkner going to Georgia Tech and the job he has done. That Tech offense was electric at times this year, including at times on Saturday night, arguably the best moving the football late in the game that we've seen against Georgia. They just don't give it up in the second half normally. They always give up an early score. I'm sure you weren't shocked with the early turnover. <laughs> Absolutely like, not. You know, it's like Tech, you know, they get they got their moment. A um, couple of other quick things. Uh, Bill Belichick and what's going on in New England, Drew, it's kind of fascinating. Um, they're rooting outright for losses. They want to get first, second, third pick in New England. They're two and nine right now. The Pats are Ma- two and nine. Mac Jones, the ultimate broken player I've ever seen. The ultimate broken player benched again yesterday. Belichick has to do this radio interview. Day Dave, have you ever heard this? He does these radio interviews at WEEI in Boston. Yes. Yep. I think is that a uh, Odyssey station? Uh, I think it is. Um, I think that is one of yep. us. So, dude, they they don't even forget about after the game yesterday. They interrogated him about what was your Bailey Zappy Mac Jones both get snaps during the week. How'd that work out for you? Eventually, he just walked off the podium. <laughs> this morning, this girl says, you know, people are already wondering where you're going to go after New England. Do you Do you have, can you envision yourself in another city? It's ridiculous. Just, just trying to do the best job I can do here. Yeah, but um, it, rumors are that you're going to be moving on from New England. Um, so are there other places that you could envision yourself coaching other than here? I'm just trying to get better, trying to go out and win a game next week. Like, they're not even playing. They're coming at him. He's getting fired. He's getting blown out. Everybody's getting blown out. And the rumor continues that Tampa Bay, serious about Bill Belichick. A couple of other markets are serious about bringing him in. That will be a saga right there. Gerard Mayo, by the way, the favorite they're saying to possibly get the Patriots job. Or, really? Or Yeah. Who's on the staff now, Mike Vrabel also who's Tennessee's coach. Again, Bob Kraft has relationships with Vrabel and whatnot. But listening to him have to do that radio interview, dude, that he gets paid a lot of money for. <laughs> it is pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. They're and, uh, getting their payback, man. Oh, he's such an ass to so many people, and now they're reveling in it there. Three strikes question. The part of the country where you love the food the most. I just talked about Louisiana. Bo, I should have given you more you know, respect here as a Louisiana guy, right? Well, it's fine. But to answer your question, that is going to be New Orleans. Bo- Best Bo- food in the world. Boudin, jambalaya. We had a uh, – uh, 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 I had the worst gumbo of my life in the airport, and you say I should know better, right? Why am I ordering yeah, gumbo in an don't airport? don't do that. Um, but uh, I love Maine, man. Steamers, lobsters, lobster rolls, scallops, all kinds of great food. The big-time program you always root again in sports – the big-time college program. Now, that could be Ohio State football. It could be Duke basketball. It could be whatever. But it has to be a big-time college program that you always root against. A lot of folks would say that about Alabama. They were reveling watching them lose the Iron Bowl. And he had to bet $500 today. Who would you bet on to win the Super Bowl? Drew will tell you the odds. I said the Dallas Cowboys right now are getting 10-to-1 odds. I think this Cowboys team is 100% legit. They're as good as the Eagles. They're as good as the 49ers. They they were the easy play on Thanksgiving. They played the Eagles, although Eagles just know how to win, man. They found a way to beat Dallas that day. I don't know how they won that Buffalo game yesterday. Jalen Hurts is the king of the world. Yeah. They they uh, won the week before. Who'd they beat? Down the stretch, they had to make plays. Oh, the Chiefs. Uh, Super Bowl yeah, rematch. Monday they won football. that. So, um, But if you had to bet $500 today on who 
to win the Super Bowl. 404-726-0929. Part of the country where you love the food the most, the big-time program you always root against in sports, big-time college program, and $500 bet today on who to win the Super Bowl. By the way, uh, take your calls, 404-726-0929. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Man Cave. Visit mancavestore.com. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. By the way, you see Luda come out of the rafters yesterday? So sick. Such a good scene at the Benz yesterday with all those famous Atlanta-based rappers. What a great scene, dude. He That thing went everywhere. Luda coming out of the sky. Oh, how cool was that? It was pretty awesome. To be there, it was... Uh... You were there? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was they had they had sprinkled hip hop performances throughout the entire game. There were a few audio issues though, but Luda coming from the uh, sky like Sting was uh, pretty awesome. All right, Stephen, uh, part of the country where you love the food the most. Stephen, yeah, part of the country you love the food the most. Charleston, South Carolina. Great food, big time program. You always root against in college. Uh, those jeans short, we're in Florida game. <laughs> and $500 today, who is going to win the Super Bowl? Philly just keeps finding a way to win. They are quite a program. Four man. to one right now. Niners right behind them, four and a half to one. I'm taking the Cowboys at what, 10 to one? 10 to one, Dallas Cowboys. Greg, uh, Gregory, uh, part of the country where you love the food the most. No doubt about it, New Orleans. The big time college program you always root against. Notre Dame football. $500. Who's winning the Super Bowl? I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yeah, they're impressive. They are impressive. Top the NFC, those three teams. Jacksonville looked good yesterday. Ravens did not look good, but they found a way to win. AFC wide open. Miami yep. could be a number one seed as well. The Bills are 6-6. Six and six. Hey, uh, Brian, part of the country where you love the food the most? New Orleans. Big-time program in college you always root against. Ohio State or Michigan. And $500 to win the Super Bowl. Who are you betting on? The Eagle Dogs, baby. Philadelphia Dogs. There you go. I'm we'll surprised s- nobody said Chicago. Great, great food city. Uh, What's what's the beef sandwich there? An Italian beef sandwich. Italian Al's beef Italian sandwich. Beef. Deep dish pizza. Great. Chicago uh, Portillo's dog, dude. Come on. All right. I got you. Steakhouses. Italian no, food. Great steakhouses. Great Italian. You're right. That's Dive bars. No, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Andy and uh, Randy coming up. Sports Radio.